听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。今天我们将会听到美国著名的黑人民权运动领袖马丁·路德·金的一句话，印度文人拉宾·德拉纳特·泰戈尔的一首诗歌，以及由英国著名小说家威廉·萨默塞特·毛姆所写的一篇短篇小说《The Social Sense》，人情世故当中的节选片段。More to read， 用文字抒发感情。用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Martin Luther King Jr. 我有一个梦想，有一天，我的四个孩子将生活在一个不以肤色而以品格优劣来评价他们的国度。马丁·路德·金。马丁·路德·金出生于一九二九年。是著名的美国民权运动领袖。一九四八年大学毕业，一九四八年至一九五一年期间，在美国东海岸的费城继续深造。一九六三年，马丁·路德·金觐见了肯尼迪总统，要求通过新的民权法，给黑人以平等的权利。一九六三年八月二十八日，在林肯纪念堂前，他发表了《我有一个梦想》的著名演说。一九六八年四月。马丁·路德·金前往孟菲斯市领导工人罢工后被人刺杀，年仅三十九岁。I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Martin Luther King Jr. 我有一个梦想，有一天，我的四个孩子将生活在一个不以肤色而以品格优劣来评价他们的国度。马丁·路德·金。More to read. 闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉。My song, Rabindranath Tagore. This song of mine will wind its music around you, my child, like the fond arms of love. This song of mine will touch your forehead, like a kiss of blessing. When you are alone, 
it will sit by your side and whisper in your ear. When you are in the crowd, it will fence you about with aloofness. My song will be like a pair of wings to your dreams. It will transport your heart to the verge of the unknown. It will be like the faithful star overhead when dark night is over your road. My song will sit in the pupils of your eyes and will carry your sight into the heart of things. And when my voice is silent in death, my song will speak in your living heart.我的歌拉宾德拉纳特泰格尔我的孩子我这一支歌将扬起他的乐声围绕你的身旁好像那爱情的热恋的手臂一样我这一支歌将触着你的前额好像那祝福的接吻一样当你只是一个人的时候他将坐在你的身旁在你耳边微语着当你在人群中的时候他将围住你使你超然物外我的歌将成为你的梦的意志他将把你的心移送到不可知的岸边当黑夜覆盖在你路上的时候他又将成为那照临在你头上的忠实的星光我的歌又将坐在你眼睛的瞳人里将你的视线带入万物的心里当我的声音因死亡而沉寂时我的歌仍将在你我们刚才听到的诗歌 My Song 我的歌出自印度著名文人拉宾德拉纳特泰戈尔英文版本由Mark Griffiths为您朗读 中文版本由南海之声的主持人周薇为您朗诵由郑振铎翻译拉宾德拉纳特泰戈尔出生于1861年 1941年去世 印度诗人文学家社会活动家哲学家和印度民族主义者他的代表作有吉檀加利飞鸟集眼中沙四个人家庭与世界园丁集新月集最后的诗篇歌拉文明的危机等泰戈尔出生于印度加尔各达一个富有的贵族家庭 13岁即能创作长诗和颂歌体诗集 1878年他赴英国留学 两年后回国专门从事文学活动 1884年至1911年 
担任范社秘书，二十年代创办国际大学。一九一三年，他以《吉檀迦利》成为第一位获得诺贝尔文学奖的亚洲人。一九四一年，写作控诉英国殖民统治和相信祖国必将获得独立解放的遗言，文明的危机。我们今天读到的这首诗歌《My Song》，我的歌，选自泰戈尔的代表作《新月集》。这部诗集主要译自1903年出版的孟加拉文诗集《儿童集》，也有的是用英文直接创作的。诗集中，诗人生动描绘了儿童们的游戏，巧妙地表现了孩子们的心理以及他们活泼的想象。他的特殊的隽永的艺术魅力，把我们带到了一个纯洁的儿童世界，勾起了我们对于童年生活的美好回忆。My song, Rabindranath Tagore. This song of mine will wind its music around you, my child, like the fond arms of love. This song of mine will touch your forehead, like a kiss of blessing. When you are alone, it will sit by your side. And whisper in your ear. When you are in the crowd, it will fence you about with aloofness. My song will be like a pair of wings to your dreams. It will transport your heart to the verge of the unknown. It will be like the faithful star overhead when dark night is over your road. My song will sit in the pupils of your eyes, and will carry your sight into the heart of things. And when my voice is silent in death, my song will speak in your living heart. Beauty 其作品常以冷静、客观乃至挑剔的态度审视人生，基调超然，在国内外都拥有大量的读者。那么，在今天的节目中，我就为大家选读一篇由毛姆所写的短篇小说《The Social Sense》，人情世故。小说描写了这样一对不伦恋人，两人深爱着彼此，但却由于种种原因始终没有在一起，即使到了垂暮之年。也依然维系着对彼此的感情。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这部作品的节选片段。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读，由陈怡侃翻译。The social sense. 
by W. S. Mom. 人情世故，毛姆。I do not like long-standing engagements. How can you tell whether, on a certain day, three or four weeks ahead, you will wish to dine with a certain person? The chances are that in the interval, something will turn up that you would much sooner do, and so long a notice presages a large and formal party. But what help is there? 我不喜欢约会定得太早。三四周之后，你是否有心情同某人共餐？此刻又如何知晓？在此期间，你难免发现到时有其他事情可做，其实更合你的心意。而且这么早便发出邀约，总预示着场面庞大、规矩繁多。可我们又能怎么办呢？ The date has been fixed thus far away, so that the guests bidden may be certainly disengaged, and it needs a very adequate excuse to prevent your refusal from seeming churlish. You accept, and for a month the engagement hands over you with gloomy menace. It interferes with your cherished plans. It disorganizes your life. There is really only one way to cope with the situation. And that is to put yourself off at the last moment. But it is one that I have never had the courage or the want of scruple to adopt. 那个日程是如此遥远，他们总觉得受邀宾客可以妥帖安排，所以若没有充分理由，那你的拒绝就很难不显得唐突了。无奈接受之后，整整一个月，他便阴郁的悬在头顶，让人生畏。它干扰你精心打点的安排，搅乱你的生活。面对这样的困境，归根结底也只有一个办法，就是在最后一刻抽身而出。但此策略，我却始终因为勇气稍欠或顾虑太多而无法实施。It was with a faint sense of resentment then that one June evening, towards half past eight, I left my lodging in Half Moon Street. To work round the corner to dine with the McDonalds, I liked them. Many years ago, I made up my mind not to eat the food of persons I disliked or despised, and though I have on this account enjoyed the hospitality of far fewer people than I otherwise should have done, I still think the rule a good one. The McDonalds were nice, but their parties were a toss-up. So. 六月某夜近八点半，我步出半月街的临时寓所，心中不无烦闷。这回是去麦克唐纳家赴宴，路倒不远，转过街角便是了。这一家人是我喜欢的，多年前我就立下决心，再不吃我讨厌或鄙夷之人为我准备的食物。虽然因此所能享受的好意大为削减，但我依然认定。这是条不错的规矩。麦克唐纳一家人的确可以亲近，但他们办的聚会却好坏全凭运气。They suffered from the delusion that if they asked six persons to dine with them who had nothing in the world to say to one another, the party would be a failure. But if they multiplied it by three and asked eighteen, it must be a success. I arrived a little late. Which is almost inevitable when you live so near the house you are going to that it is not worthwhile to take a taxi, 
and the room into which I was shown was filled with people. I knew few of them, and my heart sank as I saw myself laboriously making conversation through a long dinner with two total strangers. It was a relief to me when I saw Thomas and Mary Wharton come in, and an unexpected pleasure when I found on going into dinner that I had been placed next to Mary. Their mistake is like this: if you invite six people, these people have no idea what to talk about. 那么聚会就失败了，但如果你将宾客人数乘以三，请来十八个这样的人，你的聚会便能大获成功。我到的略晚了些，住得太近时，因为总觉得打车多余，迟到几乎是难以避免的。进屋时，里面已经挤满了人，我预见自己将在漫长的饭局中和左右两位全然陌生之人辛苦交谈。不禁心为之一沉。后来见到沃顿夫妇，也就是托马斯与玛丽进屋，心情才稍有疏解。上桌时发现玛丽就坐在我旁边，更是惊喜。Thomas Wharton was a portrait painter who at one time had had considerable success, but he had never fulfilled the promise of his youth and had long ceased to be taken seriously by the critics. He made an adequate income, but at the private view of the Royal Academy, no one gave more than a passing glance at the dull but conscientious portraits of fox-hunting squires and prosperous merchants, which, with unfailing regularity, he sent to the annual exhibition. Thomas Wharton was a self-portrait painter, who was famous for his self-portraits. But in his youth, he 而评论界看清他也已经很久了。他的收入不算微薄，皇家学院的预展中，他每年都把自己画的这些猎狐乡绅和殷实商贾兢兢业业送来，但没人会在他苦心经营的无趣画作前多驻足片刻。One would have liked to admire his work because he was an amiable and kindly man. If you happen to be a writer. He was so genuinely enthusiastic over anything you had done, so charmed with any success you might have had, that you wished your conscience would allow you to speak with decent warmth of his own productions. It was impossible, and you were driven to the last refuge of the portrait painter's friend. It looks as if it were a marvelous likeness, you said. Because he 大家心里其实很愿意对他的作品生些敬佩之意。要是你恰巧是个作家，他对你的任何笔墨都如此诚心推崇，对你的些许成就都如此大为倾倒，让你觉得若是良心允许，反过来论及他的作品时，总该带些像样的暖意。但你无论如何说不出口，只得使出肖像画家友人的最后伎俩。看上去真是惟妙惟肖啊，你说道。Mary Wharton had been in her day a well-known concert singer, and she had still the remains of a lovely voice. She must, in her youth, have been very handsome. Now, at fifty-three, she had a haggard look. Her features were rather mannish, and her skin was weather-beaten. 
but her short grey hair was thick and curly, and her fine eyes were bright with intelligence. She dressed picturesquely rather than fashionably, and she had a weakness for strings of beads and fantastic earrings. Marie Wardon, 鼎盛时是个知名的音乐会歌手。时至今日，依稀还可以辨出她当年的动人嗓音。那时她的模样必然也是俊俏的，而现在五十三了，她容颜之中只剩憔悴。玛丽的五官。算得上有些阳刚，皮肤也是饱经风霜，但她银灰色的短发浓密全曲，她的眼神因为智慧而有种光芒。她穿衣不讲究时髦，只在乎夺人眼目，且对成串的珠子或花里胡哨的耳环没有什么抵抗力。She had a blunt manner, a quick sense of human folly, and a sharp tongue. So that many people did not like her, but no one could deny that she was clever. She was not only an accomplished musician, but she was a great reader, and she was passionately interested in painting. She had a very rare feeling for art. She liked the modern, not from pose but from natural inclination, and she had bought for next to nothing the pictures of unknown painters, who later became famous. 他行事率直，对别人的蠢笨尤为敏锐，且言辞犀利，所以很多人都不喜欢他。但无人能否认他很聪明。他不仅自己是个有所成的音乐家，还精于阅读，对绘画也很热衷。玛丽对于艺术的体会卓而不群，他喜好当代艺术不是一种姿态。而是性情使然，他几乎没花几个钱买来的那些画，其作者纷纷从籍籍无名走向成名。You heard at her house the most recent and difficult music, and no poet or novelist in Europe could offer the world something new and strange without her being ready to fight on his behalf the good fight against the Philistines. You might say she was a highbrow. She was, but her taste was almost faultless, her judgment sound, and her enthusiasm honest. 在他家里，你能听到最新最晦涩的音乐。欧洲随便哪个诗人、小说家想给世界贡献一些怪异的新东西，他无一例外会代表他与庸众对抗。你可以说他自认高媒，话是没错。但他的品味几乎是无可指摘的，他的判断往往可靠，而他的热情也是真诚的。No one admired her more than Thomas Wharton. He had fallen in love with her when she was still a singer, and had pestered her to marry him. She had refused him half a dozen times, and I had a notion that she had married him in the end with hesitation. She thought that he would become a great painter, and when he turned out to be no more than a decent craftsman, without originality or imagination, she felt that she had been cheated. She was mortified by the contempt with which the connoisseurs regarded him. 说到对他的推崇欣赏，没人比得上托马斯沃顿。
在他还是个歌手时，托马斯便情根深重，一直纠缠着要娶她。他之前拒绝了五六回，我一直感觉他最后答应也是犹疑的。他总以为丈夫会成为了不起的画家，但后者最后不过是个工匠，虽然技艺尚可，但全无独创性和想象力。玛丽就觉得自己被骗了。鉴赏家们对托马斯的鄙弃让他不堪其辱。Thomas Walton loved his wife. He had the greatest respect for her judgment, and would sooner have had a word of praise from her than columns of eulogy in all the papers in London. She was too honest to say what she did not think. It wounded him bitterly that she held his work in such poor esteem. And though he pretended to make a joke of it, you could see that at heart he resented her outspoken comments. Sometimes his long, horse-like face grew red with the anger he tried to control, and his eyes dark with hatred. It was notorious among their friends that the couple did not get on. Thomas Walton 很爱他的妻子，对他的敬重无以复加。他宁可从他嘴中听到一句褒奖之词，也胜过伦敦所有报纸连篇满版的颂扬。可他太诚实了，不是心中所想就说不出来。玛丽如此看清托马斯的画作，伤害丈夫很深。虽然托马斯常故作轻松，以玩笑置之，但看得出来，他在心底是憎恶那些不加粉饰的评论的。有时虽极力压抑怒火，他长长的马脸还是渐渐变得通红，眼神也阴沉起来，里面都是敌意。他们夫妻不和，早已众人皆知。They had the distressing habit of fripping in public. Walton never spoke to others of Mary but with admiration, but she was less discreet. And her confidants knew how exasperating she found him. She admitted his goodness, his generosity, his unselfishness. She admitted them ungrudgingly, but his defects were of the sort that make a man hard to live with, for he was narrow, argumentative, and conceited. He was not an artist, and Mary Wharton cared more for art than for anything in the world. It was a matter on which she could not compromise. It blinded her to the fact that the faults in Walton that maddened her were due in large part to his hurt feelings. 但叫人尴尬的是，他们常在公开场合争执起来。不过沃顿和外人说起妻子，倒都是好话，但玛丽却没那么慎言。他的几个知己都晓得托马斯让他如何恼怒。他承认，托马斯的确是个善良、慷慨、无私的人，承认时毫不勉强，但他也狭隘、好争、自负，让这个男人很难相处。他不是个艺术家，而这世间玛丽最看重的就是艺术。在这件事上，他无法妥协，也正因为这一点，他全然意识不到。托马斯身上让他发狂的种种缺点，很多时候是因为他被触到了痛处
感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。